Amen. We're going to continue with our devotional service here. A charge to keep my hand with God to glorify who gave his son my soul to save and fitted for the sky. To serve his presence, my calling to fulfill. To only at all my powers and gates to do my master's will.
Father, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that brings things back to our remembrance. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you. Father, you have been so wonderful and so good to us. You have watched over us and kept us, Father. Despite our shortcomings, you still bless us. Now, Father, we come this morning asking you to look down upon this congregation, Father. For somebody this morning, Father, is calling out to you. They're calling out to you, Father, because they need you. We ask now, Father, that you just look down upon them, Father, and bless them in a mighty and powerful way. We come this morning, Father, because we need you. We can't do nothing without you. We need you to lay your hands upon us, Father, and lead us and direct our path, Father. We come this morning, Father, to lift up your son, Jesus. Yes, yes. For he said that if he be lifted up, that he would draw all men unto him. So here we are right now, Father. We come asking you to look down upon us, Father, and help us. Help us, Father, on this Christian journey. For this journey is too hard for us to make by ourselves. For we need you right now, Father. We need you to hold our hand. We need you to guide us, Father. We need you to speak to us, Father. Lord, we thank you right now, Father. And then, Father, we come asking you to look down upon the leadership of this church and bless them according to your perfect and holy word. We ask now, Father, that you bless the pastor of this church and continue to hold him in the hollow of your hand and help him to lead your people in the way that you will have us to go for. Once again, Father, I say we have so much 
to be thankful for. For truly you are a mighty God. You're worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you Father, for touching us this morning and giving us another opportunity to come before you in prayer. Lord, I want to thank you for you watch over this old sense, this old body of mine, and I thank you. I pray, Lord, that you would look down upon the ones that absent part of this church, Father, and bless them, Father, and grant them traveling grace, Father. Now, Father, now, Father, touch, touch your people, for you see the condition of this world. You see all of the evil and the violence that's going on, Father. We need a touch from you. Bless now, Father, according to your perfect and holy will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Come by here, my Lord. Come by here. Come by here, my Lord. Come by here. Come by here, my Lord. Come by here.
members in the sanctuary this morning. Don't you have a program? Let's stand and join us in our doxology, please. Thank you. 
run on a big miracle, he's still in the blessing business. Amen. We want to just thank God that we can come together as a family. We got our special prayers, man. Our needs met. Amen. 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 
I knew Providence Virginia Baptist Church, and you see the address there and, and the program. Women are asked to dress in white and men in black. We also took the flyer for that uh, evening or that on that Sunday is also inside your program. Stay tuned for our up and coming mission workshop scheduled for Saturday, May 27th from 10.30 and to 12.30 p.m. Save the day. That's going to be a good time to have here. Have a, cla a class that's going to be a very good time to be had and that's all the come, especially our leaders need to be in there. Uh, we'll have deacons that will be, be in there. We got workshops for deacons, deaconesses, and usher and all that stuff that's going to happen in, during that workshop. Amen? It's not that long a time. It's from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. on May 27th. Let us continue to pray for our sick and shut in and grieving and, and, and prayer. We're going to pray for the Jenkins and Sister Fibula, their child in this weekend. And y'all are... Dr. Jones got a scared day to preach, and that's what he's doing. Let's pray for our church, yours truly, and I am a leader in the church. Amen? Amen. 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 And so glad to see each and every one of you back in the sanctuary. So many coming back in the sanctuary. Thank God. It is good. He's good to with us and be there to ourselves. Amen? Amen. Come on, I talk back to you. Amen. Amen. I talk about I was good. I said God was good. All the time. Yes. Amen. Amen. You see, like we seem to go through one crisis. That's all that's all good. And we in the last days. We show up in the last days, and that's why we're gonna go to one Christ. But the redeemed of the Lord should be encouraged. God say so, be encouraged, and God is still watching over us. Okay. Him who keeps his mind on me, I will give a person perfect peace, the Lord says. So in the midst of all this stuff, okay. Everything will be just all right. Am I right about it? Yes, sir. All, all right, all right. It is offering time. Amen. Amen. Yes, the Bible said, bring your tithes into the storehouse so there will be meat in my house. They prove me now, child of God. So I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. Giving us a part of worship. That's what the book uh, uh, says about our giving, and that's why we give. Okay? And we don't, we're not going to give because we're in a position to give. Uh, we, we feel that we're rich. Everything just scared. We're going to give because God tells us again. He said he'll open up the windows of heaven. Pours out a blessing that we cannot receive. Lord, he also says that he will rebuke the devour for our sakes. That means that, that he's not going to let that happen to you that you ain't ready for. And, and that's key to me. Because I don't know about you, but my buddy can't stand it. I don't need nothing happening until I can handle it. And God take care of that. He works stuff out. He fixed stuff, y'all. He fixed stuff so everything works out all right. Amen? Amen. I don't want to forget. I, I'm remiss. And just to let you know, because we shouldn't, you shouldn't be a church anyway watching anybody. But anybody walk up and give, because that's what God don't say to give. But, but I want to let you know, that's because you don't see people in church. Don't mean they ain't giving to the church. Okay? They give electronically. We need to understand that churches in the church now, there are many churches that COVID changed many things and it ain't going back to the way it was. Okay? That's why we got we got we got we got two electronic ways you can give this church. And some of the people that don't come here regularly are our greatest contributors to the Lord. And I'm going to let them know that I have the past that has now forgotten you. We do appreciate you giving in that manner. I enjoy it because I can give when I get ready. I can give as soon as I get it. 
off the top and boom, hit a button and it's done. Out of my sight, out of hand. Amen? So we thank God for those people. Bless you down here in the sanctuary. Now let me bless this offering in advance before you get it. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you right now for the support and search, Father God, that we don't accept without faith in you. Father God, we're not all what we want to be or need to be. But Father God, right now, we're going to call those things on God as if they are. Now I ask, oh God, that you bless your people when they're about to give unto you. Father God, we know that you can't need you giving. Father God, we ask you to allow us to be good stewards of what you are they are giving to us. Right now in the name of Jesus, let us offer the use of the better than our building your kingdom. And when given days are over, sins are placed on your Father. Anywhere in your kingdom will be just all right with us. And all who love the Lord say, Amen. Amen and Amen. Church, stand up.
And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taken him, he teared him, and he foamed and gnashed it with his teeth, and pined away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst, if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto him, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And we know that God's word is already ready. Let me take your seats in the presence of my Lord. I want to draw a subject from verse 18 of this entire passage. The last few, few words. The last few words in the, that passage, of that verse of the passage, verse 18. They tried but could not. They tried, but could not. In the 13th century, Thomas Aquinas, who was brilliant thinker and scholar, was invited to visit with Pope Alexander IV. Pope Alexander gave him a tour of the Vatican and all of the rich marble gold panels and the riches that Rome beheld. And rather snidely, 
He said to Thomas Aquinas, no longer can the church say what was said in Acts chapter 3 and verse 6, silver and gold have we none. And Thomas Aquinas, the scholar without missing a beat, said, that's true, but sadly, no longer can the church say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. For us to call ourselves a church, and for people to come here to be healed, if we can't do it, it is false advertising. If we are the body of Christ, if the church is a hospital for crippled souls, if this is the place where people can come for hope and help, healing and restoration, and we can't do it, then we need to take that sign down on the outside of the building. Take these pews out of here, tear down this pulpit, throw the song books away, get rid of the Bibles, and go to hell first class. We are the body of Christ. We are the church of God. He brought his son to Jesus' disciples, watch this, who had just finished casting out demons. They had just did it. Read in your text. Jesus sent them out two by two. They cast out devils. They're healed in the name of Jesus. And now this man brings his boy, who's possessed by an evil spirit. He foams at the mouth. He teeth gnashes. He's rigid. He throws himself in the fire, throws himself in water. He brings his boy to where healing is supposed to take place. And the saddest words, I think, in the New Testament is, they could not. They could not. I want you to see, first of all, all right. Deacon Cook, the lack of spiritual power. Okay. I want you to see, church, the lack of spiritual power. It's not that they don't, don't have what they need to get it done, but they're trying to do it in their own power. At any time a Christian tries to undertake things in their own power, it's a failure before they get started. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. Prior to this passage, prior to verse 14, Jesus is on Mount Hermon being transfigured with Peter, James, and John. That is such an awesome sight that Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let's build three tabernacles. One for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for you. Because Moses and Elijah, the law and prophecy, show up to talk with Jesus. They hear that conversation, y'all. And Peter's so caught up in it that he does not want to leave the moment. And I think I share with you brothers and sisters, I think it, it, we ought to take advantage of the moments on Sunday morning. And those are rare moments on Tuesdays, Sundays, Tuesdays, nights, Bible study, Thursday night when we have mission meetings, when we are on high up and on a mountaintop full of the Spirit and God is feeding us with His Word. Because as soon as we come down off the mountain, you're going to meet hell, hellish people, hell on your job, hell in your family, hell in your community. I thank God for Sunday mornings. I don't know about you. Because if it were not for Sunday mornings, y'all, 
I could not handle Wednesday mornings or Tuesday mornings. I feel sorry really for people who can't praise and shout on Sunday or during the worship at church. Because if your whole life is about being angry and upset and mad and immature and a misfit, you must live a miserable existence. I need to find some place, I do, I need to find some place where I can go myself, where I can be myself, where I don't have to fake with anybody, where I don't have to pretend with nobody, where I don't have to put on a mask. I can come to church and tell God what's going on in my heart, how I'm really feeling, how I feel deep down, how I feel discouraged and distressed. You know what I'm saying, Mother Thomas? And even if I don't say nothing, God can read my mind. And if I stay close enough to Him, if I stay close enough to Him, His Word tells me I will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me. Did I feel sorry for you if the only place you can shout is in New Jerusalem? You should be able to praise God at your house, yeah. riding in your car, yeah, right. sitting down at your desk, yeah. when you wake up in the morning, and when you lay yourself down and out before going to your bed. You start thinking. If you start thinking, Brother Thomas, what God brought you, where he brought you from, and what God gave you that you didn't even deserve. What you have and what you wouldn't have and what not God on your side. Right. <clears throat> you should not just come to church to shout. Let, let, let everything, let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. Praise. When I'm up, praise the Lord. When I'm down, praise the Lord. When I'm broke, praise the Lord. When I'm sick, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord when I'm by myself. Praise the Lord. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Peter, Peter didn't want to come down. And sometimes I wish I didn't have to come down, Mother Thomas. I wish I didn't have to leave church. But when I leave here, because when I leave here, I meet the valley where these disciples right now are. And Jesus knows that we and they have to come down from Mount Hermon. Every now we have to come down, y'all. We can't stay in church all the time. Because the real work of the kingdom of God is not on the mountaintop. It's not in church. It's where the crackheads are. It's where the downtrodden live. It's where broken people are. It's where shattered lives are. And if we stand up there, we'll never be able to help them. Because you know what? Somebody had to come down off the mountain and save us. Jesus came down to 42 generations from up there. Down here to heal your broken life, to mend my shattered existence. And here they are down in the valley, the disciples. And when Jesus gets there now, walk with me through the text, y'all. When Jesus gets there, he's met by a lack of spiritual power. Lack of spiritual power. There's some people in the crowd I want you to take notice of. The scribes, the father, the disciples and the boy. The boy is in trouble. But the scribes are arguing with the disciples, saying, why can't you do it? 
anything about it. Why can't you do anything about it? The daddy is saying, I thought y'all was with Jesus. Can't you do anything about it? And the disciples are looking at each other. Can you do something about it? Can you do something about it? Why are you looking at me? Can you do something about it? What are you looking at me for? Because when there's no spiritual power, walk in me, church, no spiritual connection to what you say you believe, you start the blame game. You start the blame shifting. That happens a lot in church sometimes. When you don't have anything spiritual going on, you have no spiritual connection, you make excuses and find excuses for everything. You start finding fault. People who find fault don't want to solve no problems. They are not interested in the work of the church. They just want to do church work. Can I teach you something right there? The work of the church is the saving of souls, administering of the service, reading, praying, uplifting people, getting into God's word. That's the work of the church. Now church work is I'm assigned to sweep the flow. And the flow sweeping becomes more important to me than the service. That's, that's church work. When they get ready to pray, I'd rather go sweep the floor than join in in prayer. Y'all walk with me? That's church work. That's not the work of the church. I'm not saying it's not important, but there's a time and a place for everything and there's priority. Can I get the witness up again? Mm. What is that like? I go biblical because y'all don't like that. Just like the Garden of Eden situation. When God came walking in the garden in the cool of the day and said, Adam, Adam, where are you? They started blame shifting. Adam says, if you had not given me that woman. And the woman said, the devil made me do it. Shifting the blame. Because there's lack of spiritual power and connection. But now, I want you to see, I want you to see, I told you about the lack of spiritual power, right? Now I want to show you the Lord of the spiritual power. I want to show you the Lord of the spiritual power. The Father says, I brought him to your disciples for them to heal him. They tried but could not. Listen to that pitiful cry of that desperate father. He says, I brought him to the people they told me to, to could, that could help him, but they could not. And then he says to Jesus, I'm writing the text now. The text says, if you can't help him. Y'all hear that? He done lost his mind. Look how he started the sentence, y'all. If you can't help him. He starts that sentence wrong. You never use if when you're talking to Jesus. Can I get a witness in here? Because there's nothing he can't do. And that's no life he can't fix. There's no life that Jesus can't fix. There's no situation he can't turn around. There's no problem he can't solve. And there's no burden he can't help you live. You never say if when you come to Jesus. Because Jesus can do everything and anything. Oh yeah. Am I a witness? And, and somebody else here can know can help 
he testified, Jesus can fix it for you. Jesus can turn it around for you. Jesus can take what's crooked and make it straight. Jesus can take what's rough and make it all smooth. Jesus can take what's low and bring it to a high place. Jesus can turn your life around and place your feet on solid ground. Never say if when you're talking to Jesus. He says, Lord, if you can help us, have mercy on us. I want you to get this. It's not that the Father does not believe. It's not that it's not that it is it is that he is in doubt. You with me? It's not that he don't believe. He's in doubt. And a little doubt is better than no belief. Did y'all hear the pastor? A little doubt. You can doubt God, but don't disbelieve it. Jesus can work with your doubt, but Jesus can do nothing where there's unbelief. Let me see if I can prove that to you from the word of God. Jairus had a daughter was at the point of death. And Jairus said, Lord, if you come and put your hands on her, she will be healed and she will live. Jesus went with him, the Bible says. On the way, they were interrupted by this woman with an issue of blood. She grabbed his clothes. Jesus stopped and the blood stopped. The blood stopped. Y'all with me? Y'all? I'm in the book. He said, somebody touched me. And they said, Lord, all these people pushing around you, somebody's bound to touch you. Jesus said, I felt power. I felt virtue run out of me. That woman said, I touched you, Lord. Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. But when he gets to Jairus' house, the professional mourners are on the scene, weeping and wailing and screaming and hollering. And Jesus says, she's not dead. She's sleeping. And the Bible says, they laughed at him. And Jesus said, get all of the unbelievers out of here. I wish I had a Bible reading. Get all of the unbelievers out of here. If I'm going to bring this girl back to life, Jesus said, there's got to be an atmosphere of belief. Am I talking to the church? And if somebody is going to get saved in church, if somebody's going to be set free in church, there must be an atmosphere of belief. Jairus says, Lord, I believe. But I need you to help my unbelief. All right. The man says, the reason I'm struggling is because they tried, but they could not do it. You see what I'm saying? He went to the disciples first. Are y'all still with me? The reason why people fall out with Jesus, Sister Mavis, is because they come to church. That's why before they fall out with Jesus, you and anybody you mean can tell you about some church hurt and church people in church. Amen. They come to church, they meet us in our ugly acting ways. We don't want them to sit in our seat. We sit in a seat for somebody. Got no problem with Jesus. Their problem is with us. Don't let them join the choir. They just want to sing and give God some glory. But you get mad with them because you think you are supposed to lead all the songs. Don't let them join the usher boy because, oh, we got enough ushers right now. It ain't your private country club. 
If we would get our spiritual lives straight, we would be better representatives of Jesus. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. I need some honest believers in this morning who struggle with your belief. There's some things I'm still struggling with, Pastor. There's some issues I haven't tackled yet. And Lord, I believe, but I'm weak. I'm frail. The question is not to you who got it all. This question ain't for all of y'all who got it together. And some of y'all got it all together. I'm talking about some of us who do. sometimes we have a rough time. As soon as we leave church, we pray. Y'all ain't feeling me. This is not for people who got to God bless you. I wish I were you. But there are some of us under the sound of my voice who believe we love the Lord, we love church, we love God. But every time we desire to do good, evil is always present. And the good that I would do, I find myself not doing. That's what the believer says. Oh, that's the cry of somebody that's in trouble. Oh, in my distress, I've had to cry. Oh, in my pain, oh, in my heartbreak, oh, in my trouble, my trial, my strength, I've had to say, oh, I believe. Yes, sir. But help God, Lord, my unbelief. The Father does, but he's not in unbelief. He knows that if Jesus shows up, <laughs> what you talking about? Something may change. If Jesus gets in the problem, the little faith he has, I didn't say he had a lot of faith, did I? I say the little faith he has, he mixes it with what he heard. Faith coming by healing and healing, hearing. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how can they hear unless they hear a preacher? Uh -huh. And let, how can he preach unless he be sent? Unless they think he was called sent. He heard something about Jesus because he never would have come if he hadn't heard something about Jesus. Can I get a witness in there? He heard that Jesus turned water into wine, y'all. He heard that they were out in a desert place. Yeah, yeah. And just Jesus had just two fish and five loaves and Jesus fed 5,000 men, not counting the women and the children. He heard that Peter's mother-in-law had a fever and Jesus just laid his hands on her and as she was healed. He heard that there was there in a boat and the storm blew up and Jesus woke up and said, peace, be still. All right. If he can do all of that, he can heal my boy. Uh -huh. Can I get a witness in here? Yeah. Can I get a witness in here? So I need to tell somebody this morning, you might not want to, you might just want to bypass a whole bunch of church people and go directly to Jesus. Can I get a witness in here? Pass up this pastor because the power is not in the pastor. The power is in the master. He has all power in his hand. He says, Lord, I believe. I don't doubt you. I know you can. They have been taught.
talking about you. The rumor has spread. I know you can do it. But what I need for you is to help me, Lord, in my unbelief. We need to admit to ourselves that we fall short. You need to admit you don't have all the answers. You need to admit that you don't get it right all the time. You need to admit that there are days when you mess up big time. Lord, I believe, help me in the weak areas of my life. I'm trying to keep it right. Y'all ain't got to talk back. I can do it myself. Amen. God wants real people. Yes, sir. Because guess what? He already know who we are. Yeah. We ain't fooling God. You can fool us in church. Maybe. But not God. God knows where you at with him. He knows it. Because he ain't looking at the faith. He's looking at the heart. Yes, That's what God said about David. He wondered David was a bad boy. That was a bad boy. David saw a woman, I want her. And so he can have her, he killed her husband, take her, and then get her pregnant. David was such a bad boy. When he was dying, you know how they tested to see if David was dead? You wouldn't know he didn't brother David, brother Anderson? They put some women in his bed, and the king didn't move. They said the king dead. <laughs> That's in the book. But in the New Testament, what did God say about David? David is a man unto my own heart. You know why? David knew where his weak areas were. David knew Brother Anderson how to repent. Not lament. Some of us come to church and lament. You cry and whine, but you ain't changing nothing. <laughs> God know you lamented. Repent. Because as I go to the book to the book, once David had done this thing about adultery, he still was king, had all the power. I found nowhere else David committed adultery again. Y'all get what I'm trying to say? We in the flesh. We are not perfect. I'm not saying. That because you tell God I'm not gonna do it, you don't you can't end up doing it again. Amen. But God knows your heart. Y'all with me? If you got a real, we got sins of omission and sins of commission. Sins that we just want to do and we do it and we know it's a sin. But sins we just can't help ourselves. Or sins we don't know that is a sin. Y'all the way y'all with pastor? Amen. God knows that. And God works with you on that. Because before, if you got a sincere heart and you got an issue you're going to God with, you'll find out that He taking the desire of your sin away from you each and every day. That's why I serve this God. I can't, I can't hold, serve this humble witness, God. I can't serve that Muslim God. No. Away from you, he said, Keep on getting up. When I fall down, he said, Get back up. 
point in your life when you know that, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm up, I'm above ground. As far as I'm concerned, if God woke me up and I'm above ground and my covers and my bed was not my cooling board, then I got this battle. Because he woke me up for a reason. He may not come today, but still tomorrow. Can I get a witness here? Because guess what? If he blessing you, that means he's still in the blessing business. Y'all hearing me? I'm not giving up on him. I'm going to wait on him. Y'all hearing me? I'm going to wait on him. I know what you. I'm going to wait. I'm going to keep my belief. I'm going to keep my faith. Because guess what? I can't get mad at him. Because my last breath here is going to be my first breath there. And when I open my eyes and I see him, I don't want him saying the part for me because I know you not. He don't do not, not, not how do you say this thing? None other thing. He don't do none other thing for us. He died. And that's enough. God be thankful for that. Amen. Maybe it's one day you go to church. Maybe somebody that do not lost their personal saving. Now is the second time. Now is the day of salvation. When you hear God calling your heart and not your heart. Don't know the Lord. You can hear my voice on the line, the streaming line. You can accept the Lord just where you are. You don't have to get in If you know the Lord, you have not been doing what God asked you to do. Oh, I want you to know that you forgot about God or trying to, but God has forgot about you. Because the Bible said, He is married to the backslider. So you say, Come back to me. Come back to me. And I give you the spiritual power that you're lacking. I'll help you walk down the king's highway. He said, come back to me and rededicate your life to me. Huh? If you look at the church home, you don't know how the church home? The Bible says, you ought to be in a company. You ought to be good, good company with good people. Iron shopping lines. We invite you to join us in this place. When the word of God is powerful and I worship passionately. You don't have any perfect because the church is a Holy Ghost hospital where sick people are going to be able to come and get well. There's still one today. There's still one. There's still one.
Last time for us to go. Amen? Amen. And we stand to feet and Thank you. 